issues? Does the board subcommittee draft this or does the staff draft it? I have no opinion on that. I'm kind of waiting to know what you want to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't get to vote because I'm president, so there you go. But <laughs> um, you put subcommittees together. You're the one that I, I, can, I can put together a subcommittee, or I don't know how, you know, if other people who want to work on it, I guess, would be the, the question Derek does. I really want to encourage you to, though, because you seem to be very aware of the issue. Yeah, I would like to. There we go. And then attend any of them. And I'd be willing to step off if we're going to buy like a meeting with all the guys. I think three, so I think three, three is fine. Three, three is fine. fine. So, I don't know. yeah, I don't know the rules. You know, and it could be done. <laughs> Probably if somebody drafts the first version, I would think you yeah, would do it. Email one. Email one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, something. Maybe we just talk for a moment after the meeting just to strategize for a second. I possibly don't have everyone's email. Actually, I likely don't have email addresses for everyone. They're all <laughs> on our website. They're on the oh, board. Oh, they are. I can just perfect. They didn't show you your emails, right? Oh, I just no. I just didn't look. Yeah, that's it. We make a new one that's public when it goes to the We put the ICPO emails mm -hmm. on on Mark. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I thought so. I actually absolutely I learned that I'm from, from it already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but addresses aren't anymore. Your address and everything's out there. Not, a, no, not anymore. They did. Yeah, that's that's great. Noah's major contribution to yeah. board <laughs> so far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's there's other contributions too, but <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> we just all assumed. Of course, you have to put all that information yeah. out there. And, yeah. And yeah. Nope. Uh, just as a note, as as folks start drafting, if there are, if there's a role that you want to articulate that the director or staff or or any uh, anything is reflective of that, how we believe or what we might do, you know. I'm always happy to, to go speak to go to other board meetings to go. Typically, when there are dramatic public issues at, at libraries, at a minimum, the bigger library directors will call and sort of say, "Hey, uh, I hear what's going on. If there's anything we could do, you know, we're happy to to come speak to your board, to come to speak, make a public comment, or whatever might help." So there is sort of another level of. Um, there's things that don't feel like you could fit into that statement, but you'd like communicators. You can always fold that into to how we reach out. But I, I actually think, if I'm understanding the comment correctly, there's potentially here for an, an interesting dynamic because if one library might make a statement, there might be others in the state that will make a statement that would get the attention of Des Moines because they think otherwise Des Moines is going to say, Johnson County, it's Iowa City. I was going to say, yeah. Whatever, let's right. do it just because it's Iowa City. Yeah, we, um, but like if others, if, it, if someone else could say that, James and Cedar Falls did the letter, like, you know, like a couple to do it. The letter will, will have a different impact than, I'm going to be honest, I usually pick a phone because it's, right. it's less discoverable. Right. Um, uh -huh. if, if the board, if I did say, hey, I support your situation, and 
later Tom called me and said, I don't know if the board supports it. <laughs> um, then it's, it's, uh, more, it's more of just a personal yeah. reach out. But I like the idea of a board state hunt. I think it will, um, it will, it will be a good gesture for the state. And I, I think it's also important to think about the impact that it has on our local community. I mean, we're, I think people would be glad to hear us affirm that. So where would this letter appear? That's what my next question was, is the final publishing of where this should go. Is it going to representatives or? No. Committee? Can the subcommittee decide that and make a recommendation? And read it and not say I was sitting representative. Right here, yeah, I just. So where did they, can we find out where Austin sent theirs or like did they just send it? Looks like just press release says yeah. or, immediate yeah, release yeah. or just in the press. Their, yeah, yeah. I would just do a press release. We could like this action. release it in the register. <laughs> Put it in the window. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you know it's it's what's your goal and if your goal is to have the legislature take a look at it, it's to send it to the register, the domain register and or send it to be released and include them in the list of the papers yeah. that can receive it. They are pretty much the statewide newspaper, the yeah. time register. It's all the corners of the state versus like the Gazette, which may not. Yeah. Also, the Gazette is very supportive. Yeah. Publishing letters for the last few weeks. I think that's kind of a maybe a good question for the. Uh, staff PR team to think about how we would publicize effectively passed a resolution. So just to summarize, the, the committee will make a draft, we'll bring it back here. The staff will also look at a circulation strategy of what's the best way to put it forward. But we'll bring it to the February meeting. services, both external and internal, and at what level of staff absenteeism can we, can we make those happen? So, and I would say um, this, 
I really hoped that we wouldn't need to create a document like this, but with the um, how contagious the, the current um, variant is, I'm just sort of looking at the ripple effects of there's an exposure in an elementary class and how many people that can affect and then how long the testing cycle could be. So we want to be prepared. Um, I know it seems to think about a 50% rate of absenteeism seems out of out of line, but it really, it could happen. So that's where we're, where we're coming from with this. We actually had started um, an absenteeism based document sort of way in the beginning of COVID. Um, and we went back to that to sort of glean what we could from it, but think, you know, our thinking has changed a lot. Um, so this was a lot of redrafting. Um, and I, it, you know, it's absolutely in draft form, but I wanted to share what we had to kind of get some feedback from the board about does it make sense to this group to base it um, on those essential services and staff availability? Are there other benchmarks you'd like to see worked in? Um, and as we both as we work through this, um, clarifying this, and then as we move into implementation, what is this group's vision for communication as we might make these shifts? So if, for instance, we got to a point where we thought we needed to change operational hours because we couldn't cover essential responsibilities, how does, do we want to do um, special meetings? Do we, like what, are, what would work for this group? I don't want to have a situation where um, a significant decision is made that feels like it wasn't um, discussed adequately. I guess the question as a starting point is what absentee rates have been. Hopefully we've just been through the most contagious piece of it. I work somewhere where many people don't mask and we've seen absentee rates significant. You know, how has it been at the library? I'm trying to think. And if you're thinking this hard, it must not be terrible. I'm trying to do the mental math. Okay. Pardon me. Is that about Yeah, I would say on a given day, we could have, I don't know, eight or 10 people call out. Across all shifts, do you think? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so this is really good. Yeah. We're doing I personally like this document. I think it's it's very useful identifying the things that you feel that absolutely have to happen. And as far as I mean, at the beginning of COVID, we when we made decisions, we did it as special board meetings by Zoom. And I don't know if we could do Zoom meetings anymore for that. We couldn't, but it seems to me like if you got to 50% absenteeism, well, that would be pretty dramatic, but also the way Omicron works, it seems like that could, you know, it could change really quickly. I mean, I don't think it, I think if you get to 30% or whatever, you have a lot of people out, I think, you know, in a, in a week's time, you they could be back, you know, I, I don't right. know. I also don't think 
we could have a special, like if 30% calls call in at 8 a.m., we can't have a special meeting at 8.30 to right. change. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like the idea that you sorted activities you know, by, by essentialness. And I think you should just let us know if you have to do something weird, because Santa points out it's going to happen fast. I'm really concerned that this assumes there's a lot of cross training going on. And that, you know, that the people who are absent or the people who are attending can handle some of these tasks and whether it's realistic at all. Well, I feel like I'm trying to make a note that we're saying like all of us could pay into a whole department of law. Right. Right. Um, department goes. So this is dependent on, on multiple people being able to do certain tasks. And it's just like. Considering the community needs skill sets. And yeah, right. And, and there's nothing we can do in advance. It's just, it looks good on paper, but I think it's going to be more fragile. Than yeah, so I, I did include the other staffing scenarios that might require a closure. Any one department is completely out, all the two members of the leadership team are out. If a classification of staff is out, like all patrons are all I mean, like, how many people really know how to pay our bills? Well, that was part of the conversation of trying to decide what is essential. I mean, paychecks are important. What do we, what can we let ride for 30 days or 60 days? We've had these contracts for a billion years. Um, right. But yeah. there are the, the things like payroll. The, <laughs> the fortunate thing about that and other really um, prescriptive bill paying is we do have city to lean on. So they wouldn't be thrilled on a Tuesday morning to get the call that we're not processing payroll and we need them to do it. But I think that they would be able to, unless they also were suffering from. Um, <laughs> Nobody in Iowa City. Can you not collapse on that point? That's another. We could. I'm sure that you know we would. We would just have to figure out sort of yeah. moment to moment yeah. what's. They got that. That we'd be hoarding toilet paper by then. <laughs> How can you even imagine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we can keep kind of tweaking um, and, and maybe add a, a piece about what that communication would look like, um, what we plan for that to look like, and, um, and just keep, let it keep evolving as we, yeah. as we move forward. Or should you have to do a whole building closure? Let's hope that never happens. But you already somewhat have the PR put together because you had to do a whole building closure already, unfortunately. Yeah. And your timeline yeah. for communicating that to the community. And that was um, on a, a Sunday morning. That was closed that day. Yeah. Fairly yeah. chaotic, but I'm sure that there's still people pounding on the door <laughs> because that's how public service works. Okay, we very move on to the ADA accreditation review.
Man, we have to measure a lot of things. So <laughs> the reason I included this was, if anybody remembers the last accreditation cycle, um, John Beasley had a lot of questions. I think we all agreed. I, I, I have a lot of members, um, but he had a special interest in it. Um, as, and, and we just decided next time, if we can make it work, let's get this out of one So in case people have questions or want to follow up with other, um, this was done in-house by um, our facilities folks. Um, it's as accurate as information we're going to get internally, but if there's anything people question or want double-checked, we could ask the city engineers to, to take a look as well. They won't know anything. You know, they'll use the same information that um, Brad Noel used, but I just wanted to put it out there because last time it was uh, sort of a point of stress. This is institutional memory, but maybe those are Aren't we in violation of the handrail in front of the parking area with this part of the accreditation? Did we ever fix that? There's something about the height of that railing in the front of the building, and it violates the stamp, the criteria. So I don't know if we decide not to choose this one. Is that violation? But there's a history. There's a there's an institutional history about this. Which handrail? We violate this. Like where the book return slots are? Yeah, it's the, on the ramp there. Yeah, the railing is off by a couple of inches in terms of the height. Brad probably knows. Oh. But because of that, we were careful about how we handle this one. Do you remember this room? I think in the back. Yeah, there's something that we can check the history of how we handled this because we got deep. And the handicapped parking spot is in violation. And so this, we were vulnerable at one point. Right. But I think we might have had to put a note, but that railing issue, I remember there's something outside of, and Aaron seems to remember, like there's something weird in the history about that handrail that violates this accreditation standard. It's, and we kept saying this is insane, but we, we might want to get ahead of it before this goes in to figure out the institution history. Well, one thing about the accreditation is that this specific portion, and if I correct me if I'm wrong, is that we just have to go through. Yeah, I think that's what we decided. Like, we couldn't do anything about it other than right. say you violate this. Right, and it just. It's, but it was something, it's something really just weird. The, I think what the state wants us to do is just um, each accreditation cycle go through one of these yeah. exercises so that we can identify the issues and, um, and it's not necessarily a bearing on accreditation itself. It's yeah, okay. Um, and Brad may be the one to remember this. I just remembered measure it, that was measured with people with them. It's something so ridiculous, but it's like it doesn't well, I remember right from last time that was one of Trustee Beaver's concerns when there were essentially following directions, but we essentially turned in and to say yes or no. The state library doesn't care, but we're right. publicly saying we checked no on this. Right. So if we did that and we don't remedy it, then um, what does that mean? I mean, I think um, you don't, no, you're going to come back to the board, but I just think someone might want to look at what we did last time because there was some discussion. Extremely rare to find a, a large public building that's perfect. Right. But this was like a really ridiculous 
I see that. Well, from our viewpoint, like yeah. it wasn't anything functional, it was just a standard. I, I have expressed to the State Library uh, my dissatisfaction with asking us to do this. Just as an example, I just opened it at random. Um, we are reporting whether or not no more than three quarters of an inch high to the top half an inch of a beveled ledge, no steeper than one ratio of two. Right. If the, like, we are fortunate that we have a facilities team that has our blueprints and our building plans. Yeah. You, if you give this to some small library, I mean, how are you supposed to measure this? I think that it puts, um, it would have been maybe a, a wiser investment to have to hire a firm to go to the libraries that maybe were older or you know more complex. Right, that's right. The building's stable. Did they really change by and do an actual assessment? Yeah. Um, but it remains part of the accreditation report, and I didn't feel like it was worth uh, risking. <laughs> to, to make a point. Yeah. So, yeah, that, like it's just a number of no's that you check changes your like it's not one violation, but it's like if you have 30 I, violations. I don't even think it's a No, I did it at the Winfield Public Library, which was never gonna move up a tier because it didn't have a handicapped accessible bathroom in the metal shed that it occupied. So like I understand that piece. Checking no or NA does not negatively affect your accreditation. Um, and that's another piece that I'd like to see explored is why do we tie it to that if it's not connected? Um, I think it's just it makes have one less due date during the year. Um, but um, I will check in with Brad and, and others about if, what they remember about the handrail. Um, I think if they were, it was handwritten, there might have been something about the handicap spot. You could ask me about that too. There was something about. We did it. I think the like handicap. He took care of us. Like something we have to know that like it's going to violate some standard. The handicap spot is, might, it's right. It is, it has to do with election standards. I don't remember you yet. Exit your vehicle and walk into traffic. Yeah. And that's how ours is because of the angle. Yeah. Brad did it last time. So Brad is the one who this report specifically says priority two. And we didn't we didn't do priority two last time. We did priority something else. No, we did two two so a while back. We had done two before. Not that I've been involved mm -hmm. with, but I mean I remember the the conversation last time, but it was a different priority. It was a different, it was um, I don't remember what it was. I think it was Specifically, something like that, um, because we talked a lot about the, the lobby. Seems like, yeah. okay. Uh, that report would be elsewhere. No, I you know, I tried sort of a different different model with the director's report. I like to mix it up, see what people think, um, and I put those comments about the the stats and the. Um, those other reports in here, thinking it might make it easier than having a bunch of memos. Um, so that takes up pretty good bulk, and I'm happy to talk about it or not. Um, just gave sort of an outline of, of other things. Some of them, like the, the OSHA vaccination and testing standards, I just thought the board should be aware, just in case those come back or not. Um, that there was obviously some staff conversation about how folks feel about that. Um, have any significant issues? And we had 
very high compliance rates um, with reporting status to HR, but I think it's important to know in case it comes up again. Uh, I do have one addition to the report. Since this was submitted for publication, um, Jen Miller has accepted the position of the Administrative Services Coordinator. So Jen's here tonight, just observing. Uh, she'll start her official duties on Monday. Um, and we're, we're thrilled that she accepted. Congrats. Otherwise, happy to answer any questions. So it's one more position to be filled. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had the pleasure of sitting at a table with Jen to staff in service day, and I didn't know her at the time, but everybody else was there was saying, I can't believe how many jobs you do. So you have another one. <laughs> 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 Anything else? Comments? Questions for Elsa?
Good job with color in your report this week. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about those part in She talked about public libraries. I don't 
I don't know what that is, but the president's report, I really didn't um, prepare a report because I couldn't think of anything to put in it. Um, it's, I was looking at the agenda and apparently next month I am to appoint a nominating, oops, nominating committee. So if anyone is interested in serving on the nominating committee, we usually have three people and they nominate the officers for next year and the position would, the officer would begin their, their job in July with the July meeting and it would go through, run through June. So if you're interested in serving on that committee, um, let me know if you're, if I don't hear from anybody, I'll just pick some people. <laughs> and I don't know where did we leave the are there people who want to be on a committee to evaluate the strategic plan update report format? Not for the next strategic plan, or do we want to do it now? We can do it either way. I think we can definitely work into the design of the next one either way. Um, or we could, and we can also adapt how we're doing it now, or we could take a different approach next time. Maybe with the next report. I. I personally don't have a problem with this format, but maybe some do. We've been talking about a lot of committees. Yeah. <laughs> um, if we try it a little bit different next time, and it still doesn't feel like we're getting closer to a committee then, and then maybe with more intentionality at the beginning of the next one, Okay. Um, so basically, 
Let me know if you're interested in being on the nominee committee. Um, announcements from members? We have a committee report from us. That's next. That's oh. next. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got it. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> committee reports. Um, we've got two committees that are active right now, I think, the, found, the foundation membership or representatives. And we had our uh, latest meeting on Tuesday of this week. And, oh, sorry, <laughs> we're having a meeting on, on February 17th. Thank you, Patty. <laughs> Sorry, my brain's yeah, I, missed a <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, oh, God, how did I mess it up that poorly? <laughs> Thank you. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Okay. And then the other, the ongoing working committee right now is the director evaluation committee. And we are moving along and we'll be ready for the evaluation in February. Thanks to everyone for doing your surveys. Except me, I haven't done it. <laughs> I'm gonna abstain because I haven't been here long enough to have an opinion. <laughs> That's valid. Um, okay, communications, that, are there any that weren't in the packet? Um, then we are on to the consent agenda. Um, is there a motion? Are there amendments that need to be made, or is there a motion to approve the consent agenda as it appears in the packet? My name is misspelled in the minutes. So if that can be corrected. I was throwing you in trouble next week. Or next month. Uh, She's serious. She's <laughs> oh, yeah, right? <laughs> 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 I am not a vengeful person. <laughs> and I'm quite used to my name. But just remember, oh, she's doing your evaluation. <laughs> okay. Are there other changes that need to be made to the minutes? If you'd like, we could go through the um, Higgins plan update and touch on those things that were unclear. If we're already making amendments, it's not a big deal to, to redo it. We did, that would catch it before it goes into the archive. And it's okay. I'll, I'm not asking for any it's changes. Okay. I thought it was great. I, I, my only concern was I didn't understand some of the, some of the words. And one of the objectives, right. that, was, that was my only concern. Are there other changes that need to be made to the minutes? Okay, so is there a motion to approve the consent agenda? So moved. Seconded. All in favor? Uh, okay. And then the last item is setting the agenda, which I think we've. Can I ask you this question? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how we're functioning as a warming station for the public right now? Are we opening the doors early for people on these very cold days? Or are we just not doing it this year? We have not been. Um, is there a place for them to go somewhere? There, yes. Um, City Hall is the warming okay. center, and, and Robert A. Lee. And we okay. decided not to have us be an official warming center ones. It really does put a burden on facilities okay. um, and this potential um, staff reduction. We were worried we weren't going to be able to maintain it. Okay. Um, Does City Hall make it difficult for some people because of the police department being right there at the front door? Probably, but Robert Ely is just 
Because that's the blog. So I think that it's communicated. Okay, that was communicated. And we haven't. They open at 6 a.m. Yeah. Okay, so that there's a, there's something that people know about where they can go. I just, we the last couple weeks have been very yeah, cool. Yeah, we haven't had any feedback. Um, and when I do see folks that, like, maybe um, have slept overnight, or we're, we, we do try to communicate, even if it's just for the one to one, like, do you know where the, do you know what's open, you know? Um, okay. It's just a change from what we've done in the past. So yeah. I just, I appreciate knowing. Okay, so the agenda for next month looks like it includes the director's evaluation and we will go into closed session for that and then we'll come back and open up the meeting to the public. Um, set the hours apparently for next year. Um, I'll announce the nominating committee um, I think we have added um, making a decision about fine-free policy and also reviewing a statement regarding intellectual freedom and collection policies. Anything else you want to add to that meeting? Maybe we want to take March off after that agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So we have those policy reviews. Okay. In that case, I move to adjourn.